This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. Somewhere over here, I uh, hope everyone's doing well on this Tuesday. We're going to talk waiver wire for week six. We got a bunch of guys that you could add to your rosters. Listen, if you're 0-5 after five weeks, it's over for you. Okay. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you're 0-5, if you're 1-4, make some moves. Make some trades. Pick up some guys off the waiver wire. Don't assume that it's over. Yeah. All right? I was 0-3 in a couple leagues, and guess what? I'm 2-3 and three now. We're on our way. We are on our way to make the playoffs. Okay, it's going to happen. All right? All you got to do is get in. <laughs> All you got to do is get in because you never know what's going to happen. Okay, Travis Kelsey can score four touchdowns in one week. You never know what's going to happen. All right. Devontae Adams, you know, can score two touchdowns. And shove a report. And then then shove cameraman. It can happen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I saw he's facing Uh, punishment or something for that. I really hope that's not a suspension. (laughs) Maybe he goes, oh, my God. Like, I saw that, too. And I was just like, see, like, Devontae, the thing with Devontae Adams, like, he seems like such a nice dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He seems like like a nice, like a genuinely nice guy. <clears throat> and for him to do that, he must be super frustrated, you know, because the Raiders are one and four. Yeah. They're doing worse than my fantasy team. And, <laughs> and that's not good. Right. Um, nah. He, he obviously, the obviously the Packers, you know, would be doing much better with him. I, I would say. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the reason they've been struggling and part of the reasons that they, they've had not so great teams beat them or even be in games with them is because they don't have Devonta Adams. Uh, and I think it's that simple, to be honest with you. I, I think the offense would be clicking way different if Devonta Adams was there. Right. Uh, and, and I think he knows that. I, I don't know if you saw this before the game. Um, there was like a fan. It was a Green Bay fan with a Devonta Adams, Green Bay Devonta Adams jersey, like in the stands. And like he had a pouty face. And he had a sign saying, I miss you, Devontae. And <laughs> Devontae looked at him and he goes, I miss you too. <laughs> yeah, especially after last night. <laughs> especially yeah. after last night. This is before the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he probably found that guy afterwards and be like, hey, please take me home. Yeah. Um, but Travis Kelsey, yeah, that's not what I meant. Travis Kelsey, seven catches, four touchdowns, 25 receiving yards. That is receiving line for the books. Yeah. Uh, all of Mahomes' touchdowns went Kelsey's way. Um, Juju looked like he was hurt out there. Uh, he was questionable coming into the game, but the dude couldn't get anything going. He gets a downgrade for me at this point as a mm-hmm. low end wide receiver three. I've been saying that we should be buying him, but I just feel like you know, this the it's just it's not there, it's not apparent. He's running a right. lot of routes, he's not looking like he's 100%. I, I don't think that you know, 
is looking great. So I'm downgrading him to like a low end wide receiver three at this point. He, he's not like a he's not like a guy that you have to have in your lineup by any means going and forward. Again, you know, you go back to you know we've been saying he's a buy because he's getting that target share, and he pre- he did you know last he night did. again. <laughs> he got the target share that we're looking for. It's just the production isn't catching up. Um, yeah, at this point, it's worth wondering. I mean, it doesn't help that Travis Kelsey had four touchdowns. But, um, on it, on it, that first touchdown, um, Juju was wide open. Yeah, uh, like right in front of Kelsey. Mm-hmm. But the ball just zipped by Juju, like on purpose, because Mahomes was aiming for Kelsey. But Juju was like wide open. Probably an easier throw. Yeah. From Mahomes. Mahomes was like, I don't care. I'm getting I'm getting my guy his touchdown. It's my boy. Travis Kelsey is my boy. Juju, you just got here. All right. Yeah. You, you gotta earn it. Um, so yeah, no, I I think he'll be fine, but you know, as of right now, you know, he's not a high end player by any means. Uh, Josh Jacobs, though, eighty yeah. percent snap share, twenty six opportunities, his third game in a row with five catches. His workload is completely different this year. Um, very involved in the passing game, running a ton of routes. He's playing on the in the two minute offense. He's playing on third downs. He is a solid RB one with this type of workload right now. Yeah, a hundred percent. And if you, you watch the game last night, you see the way he's running. It's pretty ridiculous, you know. I feel like he's been pretty underutilized throughout his career. And these past two games, they actually gave him a workload that he could actually do some damage with. And he's taken full advantage. I mean, I forget. he Is, that, is it back-to-back weeks with 150 yards on the ground? Or do you have like 140 last week? Something I like don't that. know. But he has like 200. He's like averaging like a close to like 180 total yards over the past two games. Yeah. <laughs> Combined. You know, yeah, receiving yeah. And rushing. It's unbelievable. And he he's kind of been, you know, I don't want to call it a breakout because he's been around for a while, you know. But this he's actually showing us the talent, um, that's that we kind of saw him as having. He they just didn't really use him in Las Vegas, um, you know. Throughout his career, he's been kind of underwhelming. You know, people have drafted him. They probably drafted him this season as a low end RB two, and that's what they got the first two three weeks. But now these last two weeks, he's a he's looking like a high end. RB1, as long as his workload sticks around. Um, you know, the Raiders did decline. They declined his fifth-year option, right? They did. Which is funny because he's now playing himself into a new contract if he continues to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and it kind of makes sense, right? Because you don't want to pay a running back at the end of the day. As good as Josh Jacobs is doing right now, it's yeah. it's probably better to just play Zemir White next next year or draft another running back and have them share the workload. Like yeah. from a finance perspective, it doesn't make sense to pay Jacobs. So I think this is the right move. You you don't pay the guy. You don't take his fifth year option, which was very expensive. Number one. Number two, you know, you you give him a ton of touches. And <laughs> just like, yeah. you know, Use why up. would you give them give him like four hundred touches and then the next year you give him like a boatload of money? If for a running back, it doesn't really make that much sense, especially this far into his career. And he's a relatively young running back, but he does have some touches uh on him uh so far throughout his career. Now, you know, moving like he was always game script dependent, right? That was his yeah. thing. And his issue was never like, you know, getting it done with volume. It was more like, well, he gets game scripted out. He comes off the field too much. Mm-hmm. And he's not coming off the field right now. Third downs, no. two minute offense. He's on the field. And so that's great. It seems like they figured out that he's actually worth having as part of the offense. Um, yeah. They're not throwing it as much they're running it and it's been better for the team overall obviously they fell short a little bit last night but not only for fantasy you know fantasy owners are liking to see josh jacobs is involved and Devonte adams can still do his thing um with josh jacobs performing this way he did have 
uh, three catches, two touchdowns. Looked almost Gabe Davis esque uh, last night, but um, Gabe Davis esque. Yeah, don't even don't insult Devontae Adams <laughs> like that. He already had a bad night. Right, you know, right, well, right. he had two touchdowns, but didn't end so well. He was nah. upset. But you know, the offense as a whole looked better, and I think you know the team's going to have a lot better chance of, to win some games moving forward. I wouldn't be surprised to see if they stick with this. You know, I'm not thinking that they're going to go away from Josh Jacobs suddenly because no. it seems like they're happy with what, the way he's producing and the way it's helping the team forward. Um, I'd look for this volume to continue for Josh Jacobs. I think he's a pretty solid RB1 moving forward uh, until further notice. Agreed. Agreed. Clyde was hilarious. Nine carries, 15 yards, three catches for 20 yards, one target doink off the helmet. Yep. This is literally what every game looks like if CEH doesn't score a touchdown. He almost scored. He was yeah. in the half-yard line. Uh, and if you're wondering what that what that was that stopped him at the goal line, it wasn't a tackle. It was regression. That's what, that's what that was. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It's what we've, <laughs> it's what we've been um, saying this whole time. It finally happened. You know, that's that's. Clyde Edwards Hilaire came back came back down to earth. And if you sold last week, good. And you know, I'm not sure if people are gonna be like, you know, immediately turned off, like, okay, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is back that we know he's not gonna be producing anymore. He might have more games like he had to open the season, but this is the true, you know, production that you should be expecting if this is the workload that he's gonna get. I mean, Jared yeah, McKinnon, I mean, what didn't he he didn't outsnap him, did he? He was much more productive though. Uh, Jared McKinnon did outsnap him, okay. and, and he and he had more touches. Yeah. Okay. So that that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Right. That that's all you need to know. End of story, right there. End of story, man. All right. Let's get into the waiver wire. Uh, we're gonna listen, man. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If Kenneth Walker is up in your waivers, drop it all. You know, I have yeah. a question here. You know, how much fab for Walker from Ian? Ian, listen, man, if you're in a competitive league, just dr whatever you got, drop it all. Because, you know, or if you have the most fab in the league, just drop $1 more than the, the next person. Uh, but, you know, if you're, you know, if you're like third in fab budget, fourth in fab budget, just drop it all and just hope that you get them. <laughs> in, in my leagues, if I was the third or fourth highest, like with Fab left, I would not get Kenneth Walker because everybody's dropping everything on this type of player. Um, yeah. And here's why: he is Rashad Penny's out for the season. Okay, so you're going to yeah. be able to use Kenneth Walker all year long. Number one, number two, the Seahawks' offense is good. The Seahawks' offense is fast. That's great. Kenneth Walker is also a very good running back, and we talked about this yesterday. Okay, uh, out of all power five running backs with at least 200 carries last year, first in yards after contact per attempt, first in forced missed tackles per attempt. This dude is good. He was my favorite runner in this draft class. Breeze Hall was my favorite. Well, favorite. My favorite running back was Kenneth Walker. The best prospect for me was Breeze Hall because of his ability in the past game and because of the fact that Iowa was able to use him and they showcased that. They did not. Michigan State did not showcase that for Kenneth Walker. Um, but, you know, he, he could be lights out in the run game. 
Okay. Right. Think think Nick Chubb-esque in terms of not being involved in the pass game at all, but being a monster in the run game. That's Kenneth Walker's potential, honestly. And I think he could be special. So regardless of whether Kenneth Walker can be special or not, um, the early down running back for the Seattle at this point um, is something that you want. That's not something that you, we would have said, you know, early, in the, early this year because we didn't know Geno Smith was was going to be good. We didn't know that this was going to be a fast offense. You know, we just thought that this this offense was going to be one where you know have two early down running backs sharing that load with a third running back coming in on passing downs. That's not the case anymore. So, Kenneth Walker, drop all your fab, and uh, and that's it. You know, yeah. Seahawks Nation. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, no, this is Kenneth Walker. This is probably the easiest and most obvious waiver wire ad that we're going to have all season. And it's probably going to be the best waiver wire ad that we're going to have all season. Uh, if you can get your hands on Kenneth Walker, you're in good shape. This is the RB1 on a, a suddenly good Seahawks offense. And Kenneth Walker, regardless of what we've seen, we haven't seen much of Kenneth Walker, but you know, we're assuming that he's going to be pretty good. The floor is very high for, for Kenneth Walker, especially if you're getting him on the waiver wire. Uh, you pick him up. You're getting him for free and at worst an every week flex play with upside. And I, I'm projecting him to be more of an RB2 with, you know, RB1 upside potentially weekly, not necessarily RB1 on the season, but RB weekly RB1 upside. I'm looking at Kenneth Walker to do that as long as the Seattle offense continues to put up points, which it looks like they're going to continue to do. Geno Smith, you know, I think we, we're kind of out of the phase where we're like, is Geno Smith for real? Geno Smith seems like he's the real deal right now. You know, he's able to run the offense, not not just manage the offense, but be a playmaker for the offense. So Kenneth Walker, you know, this is kind of a gift from the fantasy gods. If you can pick up Kenneth Walker, it's going to be a huge power shift. Um, for sure. And he, he's going to be a, he's going to be ranked as a high end RB2 for me this week. Um, Geno Smith, I have here at number three. We're just talking about him. And normally I would never put quarterbacks this high because I'm assuming you're in a single quarterback league where quarterbacks aren't as valuable. But Geno Smith is getting it done. Um, he is balling. Okay. And oh, yeah. he earned my trust after seeing what he did in New Orleans this week. Um, he is pro football focuses number one graded quarterback, quarterback through five weeks, which is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> you know, you think about <laughs> you know how many good quarterbacks there are in the NFL, right? Yeah. Um but yeah, he's balling. Pick him up, start him. He's an every week start. So you know, I, I if you need a quarterback, you know, a lot of people have Russell Wilson. I'm starting him over Russ for sure. Um, you know, you, a lot of people are starting drafting Matthew Stafford, and they're wondering what to do at quarterback. You know, Geno's. I hope you've been picked up, Geno Smith, if you had either of those two guys. Um, yeah. So you know, there's a there's a there's a few quarterbacks that you know I'm willing to just like throw by the wayside and yeah. just continue to start Geno Smith every single week. With Geno Smith, too, you know, not only is he getting it done, it's not like this is an explosive offense and it's full of turnovers. You know, Geno Smith has turned the ball over. He's not. He's taking care of the ball, I think, very well compared to at least what we've seen in the past. And like I said, it's not a game manager, Geno Smith. It's like a playmaker, Geno Smith. He does have a rushing touchdown in the season. He can still move and he's 32, which might throw you off and make you think that he can't move. He can still move. And we've seen him be very mobile in the pocket. You know, extending plays and getting the ball, like I said, most importantly to his playmakers. Um, Geno Smith has been only a good thing for the Seahawks offense so far. And um, he's got a pretty good matchup this week against Arizona. So I, I think we can definitely have Geno Smith. Would you say Geno Smith is a top 12 quarterback? Hell Fancy? yeah. You think Hell so? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 I am putting him, I'm probably going to have him ranked at like QB 9 or 10 this week. 
That 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 sounds reasonable. I I, I like that. Yeah. I'm doing a little experiment right now, uh, live. Here's what I'm doing. I am looking at Tyler Lockett's game log. Mm-hmm. He is on pace right now for 109 receptions and 1,400 yards receiving. His best season with Russell Wilson has been 73 catches for 12, oh, almost 1,200 yards. So think about that for a second, okay? Yeah. We're coming into the season. We're thinking Tyler Lockett ain't going to do shit without his boy Russ. But now, Russell, uh, we caught, you know, if you look at Tyler Lockett, what he did this year so far, the last four games, straight up balling, dude. 107 yards, 76 yards, 91 yards, 104 yards. He's averaging 94 and a half receiving yards and seven catches and half a touchdown over the last four games. Balling. Yeah. 100%. And, and DK Metcalf is getting it done too while he's doing that, you know? So it's not like you have to pick one exactly. or the other. You can start both of them. And it's all because these touchdowns accurate on the money. Yeah. Like these touchdowns in the end zone to lock it last week, like on the money, these are the type of throws that we were used to seeing from Russ. Um, yeah. So <laughs> what a story. Russ what left a story. His, anyway, Russ left his uh, talent in Seattle for Geno Smith to kind of just pick up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, Rashad white. I have him here at number two. Uh, he is the stash. If he's available in your way for white, you got to pick him up. You know, he is the every down handcuff for Fournette. Uh, he's as playable as Tony Pollard is right now. Uh, you know, if you think you can throw Pollard in your lineup as a what the heck flex, you mm-hmm. can do the same thing with White. You know, they played, each of them were on the field for 40% of snaps on Sunday. You know, White is running routes. He's averaging 20 routes run over the last two weeks, 18 and 22. Uh, can't say the same thing about Tony Pollard. Um, he caught three or four targets in week five, five or five targets in week four. You know, his real upside, obviously, is if anything were to happen to Fournette. Like, once you pick him up, don't drop him. You know, if you're not going to play him, just keep him on your bench as as his high upside guy, right? Like, you don't want to, yeah. you know, drop all of your fab on Rashad White. You want him to just stay on your bench, just like you want him to have Kenneth Walker stay on your bench. Um, yeah. But Rashad White has more upside because he's an every-down guy. And he's very he's going to be very involved in the passing game if anything were to happen to Fournette. Yeah, and if anything happens for night, you know, it would be the exact same situation we're having with Kenneth Walker right now. Because if he was on your waivers, you'd be dropping 100% of your fab on Rashad White. You know, so if you can get him now, I, I'd be surprised if you, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast and you've let Rashad White sit on the waivers this whole time, you know, shame on you. But, uh, you know, get him now. You know, get him while you can get him with around 10 or even less fab before anything happens to Fournette and then Rashad White his value explodes and then, you know, someone at the top of the waivers is going to get him, and you won't. So if Rashad white is available on waivers right now, I'm dropping 50% of my fab on Rashad white right now. You think people are going to be making the move that much? I think so. In competitive leagues. No, no, I, I don't think so. I just think we're at the point now where there aren't that many high upside handcuffs left on the waiver wire. It's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like if someone drops Alexander Madison, it's a very similar situation. If somebody drops Tony Pollard, like these guys, AJ Dillon, like if somebody drops these guys uh, on the waiver wire, like I'm spending up to get these guys because I want them on my bench because they are they are league winners, right? Um, and you don't have to drop 100%, but I, I'll, I'm willing to drop half my fab on these guys because they are quality players who can, with one just one situation changing, you know, they can potentially help win your league. And I don't think you can get in a competitive league. I don't think you can get away with, you know, only 10%, 15%. Uh, if you're in a home league and, 
you know, you, you think that, you know, a lot of these handcuffs keep getting dropped and stuff, then like you can kind of, you know, do whatever you need to do and you you know your league better. Um, but yeah. I don't think at this point with Rashad White and the kind of like hype surrounding him a little bit, I don't think you'll be able to get him with only 10% of your fab. Yeah, you know? that's fair. Um, you know, Benjamin for the short term, like he's a pickup this week because James Conner has a rib injury. Dow Williams has a knee injury. We don't know the extent of either right now, uh, but if both are banged up, it makes sense to pick up the guy who could end up getting all the work. He'll be a solid RB2 uh, with upside if both guys miss. And if I'm not mistaken, their fourth running back, Jonathan Ward, he also pulled his hamstring in the first half of that <laughs> game. So, like, every single running back is hurt besides, you know, Benjamin. So, uh, now keep in mind, if this is a, just a regular rib injury, there's no, like, cartilage injury for Connor. Like, he could be back this week. Then right. maybe re-injure himself, uh, but the, it's it's it, it could be all you know Benjamin this week potentially. So I want to pick him up now. Um, I, I'll probably spend maybe like ten ten dollars ten percent something like that, fifteen percent maybe if I'm desperate for a running back. Uh, you know, just in case that he ends up being the guy this week. Um, he'll be worth a lot more than that if you're able to plug him in the lineup with none of these guys playing. Right, and with you know Benjamin, you know. You look at all of the running backs on by this week. You know, you have Derrick Henry, you have Damian Pierce, you have DeAndre Swift, and Josh Jacobs all on by. If you need to, you know, stick it out, just make it through this week, you know, Benjamin would be a priority pickup for me. And he won't be that expensive. You know, with all the guys that are on the waiver wire right now, you have Kenneth Walker, who could be there. And if Rashad White's there, uh, people will be spending up there. You could throw a little bit of fab at, you know, Benjamin. I'd, I'd shoot for like maybe 15 just to get you through the week. Um, he, he'd be a nice fill-in for guys that, you know, a lot of, there are a lot of starting running backs out this week for, because of the buy. So I, I'm looking at, you know, Benjamin to kind of yeah. carry me through. I think that's where he's going to find his value. And we have him at short-term ad for that reason. Most competitive leagues won't have Kenneth Walker or Rashad White available. Uh, and, you know, Benjamin probably will be the top waiver wire pickup um, in, in, in plenty of leagues. So, you know, if you got to get through this week, if you need a win, you know, if you're sitting at two and three, you know, you need that win this week. And one of your running backs, like you just mentioned, are on by. You got you got to spend up. You got to spend up on someone like, you know, Benjamin to make sure that, you know, because regardless, James Conner coming back from a rib injury, most likely he's not going to be 100%. Most yeah. likely he's not going to get his full full workload. So, you know, Benjamin's going to get, you know, potentially if Conner plays, he's going to end up playing maybe 50% of snaps and still get some work, you know, and he might end up scoring. So, um you can still potentially get some value out of Eno, even if Connor doesn't play. And usually, like if a running back has a knee injury, like Dal Williams does, yeah, I don't see him playing right this week. Usually, if someone has a knee injury, they're usually out for like at least a game, right? Yeah, and, um, and, yeah. With Eno right. Benjamin, he he is the best bet to have a workload that's not going to leave you sitting there like, man, I'm only getting three or four points this week at my running back. Mm -hmm. You know, his workload is enough that he could get a touchdown reasonably. And he, he could, that at that point, that's all you're looking for because he's just the bridge running back for it. So you get your other running backs back. 